0: Welcome to episode 25 of The Teacher's Lift. We've got a special episode for you today where four language teachers tell about their experience developing small private online courses, or SPOCs, on language and communication topics. They'll tell us about how they went about preparing SPOCs on impactful presentations, concise writing, intercultural communication, and creative writing. They'll also be telling us about the student needs and responses that guided their decisions. I know you're going to enjoy this episode as much as we enjoyed creating it for you. Our hosts today are Aditi and Colin. I'll turn it over to them now. Have a great show, guys.
1: Ready to go. A very warm welcome and very good day from your hosts, me, Aditi Javeri, and Colin Tate from the Center for Applied English Studies at the University of Hong Kong on our interinstitutional podcast teachers lift in today's episode we are in conversation with a team that has been responsible for launching a very important project at the center this team has been developing small private online courses or Spock for short in order to enhance students English language proficiency and they like to be referred to as the Spockers Let's welcome Simon Scanlon, who's the team leader, and Daya Datwani, Louisa Chan, and Michael Wiggs to our show. What's say, Colin?
2: Hi, everyone. Colin here, uh, and great to, uh, great to see my colleagues, uh, Simon, Daya, uh, Louisa, and Michael. I now look forward to chatting to you.
1: It's a nice, lovely group here. And uh, time for the questions. Uh, could you tell us what Spox are all about and how these are different from the regular courses offered at the university? Anyone?
3: Um, Spox uh, started about two years ago. Small private online courses, um, which means that they are um, composed of half of uh, on- online material, and tasks, and activities, reading video lectures, discussion forums, right? That's all the online content. Uh, Before progressing to the face-to-face component, um, a two-hour workshop uh, where they use the skills and knowledge they acquired from the uh, the online learning and apply it to a bigger problem solving task in in the face-to-face workshop. They're different from the regular ED classes and from CWE in that they focus on a specific language skill, something they, something the students probably felt they didn't get enough attention on, um, like tone and register, like critical reading, like sentence structure, stuff that may have just been glossed over uh, or, or not done deeply enough for the student in class. They've got an opportunity now to now kind of, you know, uh, find out more uh, uh, more about it, You know get into the very kind of nitty-gritty parts and and, and then they uh, they cover this and then they can apply it to future assessments that they produce for CAES. That
1: sounds great. So just for our viewers, we'd like to clarify the courses that the university offers on English language are, as Simon mentioned, CUE, which is core university English and ED, which means English in the discipline courses, uh, which are different from SPOCs, which are offered as non-credit-bearing, um, two-hour online, two-hour face-to-face Correct. component. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so does the online and face-to-face component have to be two-hour and two-hour, or can it work in any other way?
3: Um, no, we're starting with the basic unit of two hours online and two hours face-to-face. However, a small number of them um, at this stage creative writing uh sentence structure intercultural communication um the creators found that they had a, quite a lot of material or some of the, their concepts were, were were quite complex and needed more time so those are what i called uh, double spots. so that's four hours online and Four hours face to face, not not four hours face to face in one in one goal, but the four hours. Oh,
1: thank God. That, yes.
3: <laughs> that would be quite difficult. Uh,
1: very difficult to teach and to and to learn. Yes. Yeah.
3: So uh, the single spocks or, or or the uh, a, a growing number of double spocks introduced. Yeah.
1: I see. So it seems you're talking about different kinds of Spox here: sentence structure, presentation, and so on. Why did you not decide to combine them into, let's say, one massive online uh, open course uh, or a MOOC? Why not offer a MOOC instead of a Spark?
4: What are the I think the beauty of Spox is um, um, being small in scale, so students can uh, choose whatever they, what whatever suits their needs or whatever they're interested in. So they don't have to be committed to a huge course uh, where they have to, you know, spend a lot of time uh, or do a lot of um, online work before attending the face-to-face session. So the beauty of keeping it really focused and and short uh, in in terms of length. Um, um, is uh, what, um, you know, most characteristic of SWOX. And uh, I think we are, you know, targeting very focused skills here. So sentence structure is just p- one part of acad- academic writing or concise writing is also one part of academic writing. So instead of taking a huge course on ac- academic writing, students can choose uh, certain features uh, within uh, one uh, field, so to speak.
1: So yeah. it's more flexible in terms of time?
4: Yeah, I think it's also kind of more personalised in a way because uh, um, if I think from the perspective of students, if I were a student, I could, um, you know, just put in, uh, just take whatever I like and slot them into my timetable, uh, which may be already pretty full, you know, uh, filled up by the uh, regular courses, but I have this um, flexibility to, to put in, you know, to slot in something small that I'm interested in.
2: How many students on average would a SPOC course be getting? Uh,
4: We usually have
5: about uh, 10 to 15 people who register and uh, they will do the online work. Uh, But when they come to -to face-to-face, maybe some people have other commitments and couldn't come. So on average, we usually have about 10 to 12 who come to the Uh, face-to-face. What what is the cap? What is the limit uh, that you accept in a workshop? we have set a limit for 20 to register. Uh, so that's why it's a, a bit different from MOOCs uh, where you have hundreds of people register and uh, it's it's a bit difficult to, for the teacher also to be, to have sort of a, a relationship with the students mm-hmm. uh, when they're submitting uh, tasks and we have discussions.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh,
5: so we have a, Closer collaboration with the students, so.
3: mm. and one one of our u- unique selling points is is feedback. Uh, one of the things that we we set out to do was to give them more attention, more feedback that they may not always get in a, a CU a CU class or or, or, a, or a MOOC. Um, so with with, with, with our, by capping it at twenty, we we get to we get to track their progress on on the online content and respond to what they say on the discussion forum. And, and, and likewise, in, in class, be able to uh, yeah, give, give them the, the help and the feedback that they want. So that's, yeah, that's, that's why we've, we've kept it at 20.
1: So, more personalized feedback yeah. and attention uh, with a class of 20, which you can't achieve in maybe other larger classes.
6: Yeah,
3: exactly, yeah.
6: In addition, we found in our research that it was shown that more feedback became um, more likely that students would finish the course. And so that was one of the, another reason we limited it
1: to 20. So completion rates for Spokes are higher? Yes, much higher. Ah, so oh, that, that's a very big advantage.
6: The, I, I believe the completion rate of our courses is running about 40 to 50%, where MOOCs tend to be more like 10%, if I remember oh, right. That's
1: really low.
3: I think with MOOCs as well, because they're bigger and the course is going for longer, uh, there's 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 a risk of students not finishing it. Whereas with Spox, I I call it like in the literature, I call it like a short sharp burst. And because like Louise said, you can it's flexible, you can fit it into your schedule. You can do that two hours online and two hours face to face at a time. That suits you, and then you know, there's 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 a better chance of the student finishing the the both sets of materials.
4: I uh, think because we also have this face-to-face component and also group work in the class, so I think probably in MOOCs um, they probably never really get to see each other's faces Uh, a lot of things are just done online so with this um, face-to-face component students have uh, so not only they're not only interacting with the teacher but they're also interacting with the peers so for example in um, my creative writing spot they have to write a short story with a partner. Um, so that's why the completion rate is pretty high because um, uh, they have been working uh, in groups or with a, pe- a partner on certain things uh, that they produce uh, on the course. Um, so that's kind of mo- motivating factor for them to imp- uh, complete the course as well. All right. but
1: uh, So the, n- the name is small private online courses, which seems to be a bit of a misnomer because, as you said, you can actually meet students online as well as face-to-face. So I guess not many people know about this, right?
4: Yeah, I think we have um, adopted kind of a blended learning approach in our Sparks in our as well. So it's not entirely online. So it's an uh, integration between uh, online learning and uh, face-to-face learning.
1: Thank you. And could you and that was kind of oh, oh, sorry. Sorry. Michael, this was go one ahead. of the reasons
6: we kind of chose to do it instead of a MOOC was so that it could be more of a blended learning atmosphere, and it also gave a little bit more creativity to our professors and teachers so that they could create spots related to their specific interests or level or hobbies or whatever.
1: So what SPOCs did you create? Could you te- um, each tell us about the spock that you have developed? Starting with uh, Daya, maybe? Oh,
5: yes. I wrote this material uh, on impactful presentation. That's the name of my SPOC. Um, you know that a lot of courses do teach presentation skills, but many of the courses focus on body language, eye contact, and all that. So uh, the impactful presentation SPOC really focuses on more on content and how to connect with the audience. Um, I think in, in, in classrooms, in other courses, presentation skills will be maybe one cla- one class in a 12-week course. So students really don't get that much feedback and practice in class. And in a in a Spock situation, they could have, they would be able to do on out, out of class materials, online materials before they have a little practice come to come to the class and then to get some feedback, peer feedback. And then we also do some recording or using our devices, mobile devices and give each other some feedback.
1: Okay. So it seems like students have to be really motivated to join a SPOC because, I mean, if I have to do presentation skills and you just rely on me, then, um, you know, I may not submit everything or I may not want to go through all the exercises or, or submit my presentation to you. So, how do you how do you ensure that uh, students remain motivated, or how do you choose the very motivated students for this kind of uh, uh, spock?
5: Uh, usually, students who come to the impactful presentation they are ha- they really have to do a presentation either for assessment or for sometimes uh, for the confirmation uh, and for various reasons they really need to do one and they have to practice and try to get better uh, at, at what they do and normally uh the the reason i designed this when i was seeing that uh, students were in the uh, in the library or in the Chiba learning commons practicing on their own and looking at a mirror and i don't know if that's really useful because they they can they don't get enough feedback and they don't mm-hmm. have a audience attention so that's
1: why I came up with the idea of this impactful presentation. And that sounds lovely. Yeah. And um, uh, Simon, your SPOC?
3: Uh, how, how the idea came about, you mean?
1: Yes, what what uh, SPOC did you develop and how did you think of the SPOC? Why did you think
3: uh, that, that It's that still in development you? and yeah. it will be piloted next semester, but it's, it's, it's called critical reading. Um, <laughs> I'm okay. not sure how to phrase
5: it. I thought you were talking about no, let, no. let Michael go first. Then. Okay, Michael, talk about intercultural. first. Uh, it
6: was come about from, I was working with NGL, the Nurturing Global Leaders Program at CUE, I mean at CAS, and I was working with Tess, and we were talking about things that the students needed before they went traveling abroad, and both of us had spent a great deal of time working in uh, such kind of environment, and so we called Simon in to help out with us, and we just worked on general things that we thought students going overseas or experience in a new culture might need to understand a little bit more about.
1: So you worked on an intercultural communication, Spock.
6: Yeah, intercultural communication. The basics is to teach the students how to understand what it is in cross-cultural communication, uh, problems they may encounter, and ways to hopefully solve some of these problems.
4: Okay, and uh, Luisa, what's your spock about? Mine is um, creative writing for English enhancement. I came up with this spock because I like to read audio visual books. So audio uh, books people are very familiar with, but actually these days um, some people have developed um, audio visual books uh, with the uh, text um, on the video, and also some with even uh, images and almost like animation uh, on the video as well so I thought um, this would be a great resource for students to um, want to learn to improve their English and this is something that that has been underused or nobody has done this before in our center Um, so that's why I came up with this um, uh, spark Uh, so students will have to read an audio visual book uh, and in fact they are guided to read uh, several chapters at a, at a time they don't have to read the whole book um in one go and they have to complete some uh, comprehension questions some mc qu- questions um and then they have to watch a video um analyzing the so in the video i i i am the uh, speaker Uh, analyzing the plot structure of that uh, audiovisual book of that story and also some linguistic features as well. So they uh, basically have some idea about um, the plot structure typical of novels and the linguistic features as well before they come to the face-to-face session. So in the face-to-face session, they they will have to write a similar story, which is a love story uh, to begin with and um, uh, with a partner and then... Um, So they have to apply the same similar plot structure and the same linguistic features, and uh, it turned out to be, I would say, quite a success because these students who come to join this uh, spoke are people who already have a good um, I mean, have a very strong interest in reading novels, so they have some experience uh, about novels, uh, and they are very creative people as well. So they come up with really uh, nice stories, and the language is also pretty good, uh, telling from their story. Um, so this is um, something I think uh, maybe. Um, a starting point for me to develop uh, something bigger in the future. Uh, I, I hope to be able to offer an elective course where students are uh, not only read of um, an audiovisual book, but being able to produce an audiovisual book as well, maybe, you know, sometime in the mm-hmm. future. Yeah, so I'm starting it uh, small at the beginning. Um, so uh, I'm offering this as a spark uh, to begin with.
1: Hmm. It's a very good idea to pilot uh, something this way and then decide whether it has the potential to become a full-fledged course.
4: Yeah, precisely.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, I wish you all the best with, uh, with this as a course. I would love to take the spot. <laughs> so
2: I'd have to uh, ask Simon. Simon, Simon did, uh, were you going to tell us yes. about your course?
3: Yes, um, I'm, in, I'm still developing one on, on critical reading uh, and it, that should be piloted next semester. But basically uh, that came about because um, I, I noticed that students uh, in, in their CE writing they, they weren't engaging very meaningfully with with, with texts, and c- quite often they they just they just find a journal and they copy and paste in it without really knowing what it meant. So with critical reading, I wanted some of their own input as well. So they extract ideas from from a journal, but at their own you know their interpretation. How does it add to their their argument? So with this critical reading, Spock, uh, we're, we're breaking down reading into a before, during and after stage. and I'm getting them to produce something called a reader response, which is, which is actually what they do in, existing, in an existing ED anyway, um, in the arts faculty, but uh, uh, sorry, in the, with, the arts, um, with the arts ED. But I wanted to, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get the students to talk more about their, their own ideas and their own opinions after having read a particular text.
1: I see. So you're saying that, um, you know, courses, uh, English in the discipline courses or the common core courses may not have as much time for these skills as the SPOCs can provide.
3: Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So we're we're giving them a a bit more comprehensive and a bit more guidance, a bit more attention on this particular skill they want to focus on. Um, I I think a lot of the time how students end up on these is that, well, one, they're very practical because like Deja said they know they've got an assessment on presentation skills coming or they've got um you know a CUE task three is coming up so uh, the, the, the teacher uh, suggests it to them or the, the other thing is that you know quite often a, a, a teacher in a class notices that students are, have a particular weakness at this skill and so suggested to them and they don't have to do it there and then in that week because that Spock is is run four or five times that semester they can come to any one of the workshops
1: Wow, that's a very good arrangement um Colin have you ever taken a Spock
3: I have taught a Spock
1: <laughs> you've taught a Spock which one did you teach I, I, and how how was your experience
2: I taught, 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 taught Louisa's um,
1: oh
4: yeah <laughs> um, yeah so what do you think about <laughs> well i, I
2: I'm I, I think I mean I, I I was very unfortunate because it happened <laughs> it happened in the middle of the um of the troubles, uh,
1: the undress um,
2: and so the 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 course unfortunately had to be um, kind of cancelled in the end. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, I, we did actually have one face to face session, and yeah, it was. Uh, I think the students benefited a great deal from it. Um, there was a very sort of, high level of engagement. I was getting a lot of um, you know uh, feedback from students, you know, emailing me and and. With that, you know, I can only talk about my experience on that course. But um, I think they they very much engaged with the idea of creative writing, and they 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 found it a sort of valuable experience for for developing their language skills, uh, and and getting to use language in in maybe a more interesting way than they might um, if they were just doing uh, just uh, just doing academic uh, writing.
1: I see. So, yeah. But but clearly, um, so Colin's experience shows us that uh, the SPOCs have been affected by the social unrest in Hong Kong and also the COVID situation. Uh, How would you say your uh, individual spoks have been affected? In what ways have been they affected, and how have you handled this issue?
3: I would find that that with COVID, it hasn't really, it hasn't negatively impacted um, the 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 involvement and the attendance. well, obviously we can't we can't do the face to face anymore. Everything everything um, the face to face component now happens on Zoom. But e- even so, we're still getting quite quite good numbers. Um, so you know the, you know the students still have these weaknesses in language proficiency and they still want to improve on them. But whether it's in a face to face format or they have to do it for the time being, they now have to do it through Zoom. They're still quite you know enthusiastic and they do want to they, they do want to come and learn. And, and attendance has you know this this semester. Has been, you know, has been quite
5: good so far. Probably they would actually want to do more uh, of yeah. these kind of spots because some of them have reservations whether in in a course they get enough uh, feedback from their teachers, get enough input in their class, and they really want to do better. Surprisingly, it has been uh, better. Our our enrollments yeah. and students' engagement on Zoom has been. Uh, much better this time yeah I mean
3: the only, perhaps the only kind of um, draw, drawback if you can call it that is is that the, the 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 face-to-face materials were well, they were written for a face-to-face environment right so the, so some of the teachers have had to modify the face-to--face component into an online friendly comp- uh, component but that's the same for all all teachers in CES whether it's CUE or, or any of the EDs they've, they've uh, we've, we've all had to do that anyway
2: when you're talking about the, the online component, that's, uh, that's asynchronous, mm-hmm.
3: right?
2: Yes, so yes. When you've got your face-to-face with a, a synchronous, um, synchronous uh, online learning. So, so what, for, for example, what would you do um, in, in any of the particular spots? where? How would you adapt, um, say, uh, face-to-face to synchronous what? online teaching?
3: One of the teachers, I think it was in um concise writing yeah That's me um one <laughs> of the teachers uh, uh, Aditi is the creator of, of concise writing, but one of the one of the um the junior teachers who ended up looking after it i think it was last semester, so uh there was there was the, the students uh, uh, as part of the online activities they did some writing beforehand uh to replace the face to face class um uh, I think it was it was Caroline. I think she she arranged to see them in small groups, uh, small groups on Zoom, looking at each other's work, giving peer feedback, and the teacher gives the the, the feedback as well. So yes. so that was her way of replacing the the face to face. Other teachers, I'm not sure.
1: As far as I know, I remember Simon. You asked all of us who were part of the team to prepare um, kind of like in a, like a contingency plan where we had to all prepare for teaching on zoom and that's how caroline came to me and i gave her the suggestion about uh. doing it in groups so we were all required to prepare a one-page summary of how to transfer the content on zoom yes and i think miranda our um, interim director at the same, uh, at that time had suggested that we do that as well
3: yeah I, I, yeah and in hindsight that was that, that was a very good idea because I didn't want teachers to suddenly be you know s- suddenly find that they have to do it on Zoom and not be prepared for it so there'd have to be some 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 kind of some kind of backup rather than everybody freestyling or, or, or whatever they want to do
5: Right so how how would something like presentations happen on Zoom We actually the the first round of uh, I mean the course developers all of us here um, we are now actually trying to get other teachers on board on uh, on our sport courses, so uh, we're not the only ones teaching it. And everybody has a different experience and trying out new things. Um, on Zoom, we will we are going to have a few sports next coming up soon. Um, and teachers are trying out different things and may, maybe uh maybe as as you did in concise writing, have small groups and then have them record it uh record their presentations uh to come come to in small groups for feedback or something like that so um it's it's very interesting and exciting seeing all these different ways that uh new teachers are coming on board and trying out new things.
1: Thank you, Deya. And Luisa, I would think that something like uh, creative writing and writing a story on love probably also needs that group dynamics that comes with being face-to-face. How are you dealing with that on Zoom?
4: Actually, I think uh, we probably, uh, you know, on this uh, creative writing spot, we may not be so much affected by, uh, you know, not being able to see each other face-to-face because, um there are quite a number of interactive features we can use on Zoom, and also using Google Docs or, or documents on OneDrive. Students can uh, can you know discuss and then um, you know write collaboratively, and um, and um, the teacher can also give feedback uh, on those uh, shared documents. Um, so the only thing is perhaps uh, we cannot um, you know administer. We cannot do certain games, uh, you know that involve. Uh, you know some physical movement like people um you know uh, joining a competition or writing something and post uh something uh on the on the board um so um but other than that um in terms of writing i think we are not really that much affected yeah it's very cool that's okay mm. that
1: that's good to know
2: so uh michael what about the um inter- intercultural communication course um what, what changes have you made um, to adapt that to uh, Zoom?
6: Actually, we were probably more affected by COVID and the uh, troubles as uh, than the others simply because fewer students were going abroad and most of the ones who go abroad are the ones who take our courses for the uh, this spot. Um, but we have adapted it just simply by doing more uh, individual presentations which was part of a Thing will be done online, and they give it to each other, and we get feedback from that. So we've been doing smaller groups. Uh, most of the intercultural communication, because of this, of the loss of students, has been a much smaller number, maybe four or five, instead of the regular fifteen.
2: So I, I, I have a, a, a kind of question uh, for all of you. Um, what, what what was the inspiration for for Spox? Was was there um something. Does, was this something that you observed in, a, in another institution? Um, is this something that you uh, heard of before, or was this just something that you uh, kind of saw a need for and then created? I mean, is there is there any kind of um, uh, forerunner to this? Um, is there any other uh, institution doing anything similar to this?
5: So we had this uh, policy change that uh, students with a certain uh, with five star star didn't need to take our core university English course, then there were a, a large number of students that were exempted from CUE. and but doesn't mean that they still they still needed the skill to uh, from transition from secondary school English to university English in some other ways. So that's why we had first designed these box to um, to let students have these generic skills that they would otherwise, uh, if they're exempted and they, they can't get on to other university when they go on to their major and minor courses, they might not have the language skills that they need to tackle those courses.
1: I see. So, yes, I mean, it makes a lot of um, logistical sense as well, considering that SPOCs are flexible in terms of time and also that they um, they are a very small way of um, kind of, uh, you can schedule them anytime for teachers and students.
3: Yes. Right. Um, the, the workshops are run four to five times a semester. The, the teachers looking after that particular one will schedule it around uh, assessment so that it has maximum impact uh, and, and students can you know, they they benefited benefit from when they need it most.
1: Mm-hmm. I see. But I'm sure that uh, in the course of this, you may have faced many challenges as well. This doesn't sound like something that will just take off the ground, even though it has a lot of potential. So what were the key challenges that you faced as you rolled out these uh, sparks?
3: I, th- I think initially, uh, especially with semester one of um, last academic year, there, I, I think there were quite a few administrative issues um uh, you know for uh, the one i can think of was students and, and, and you know large numbers of students enrolling and then not all of them turning up and and, and they turn or they they a lot of them turn up to do the online materials but then they don't bother coming to the face to face so we've had to kind of rethink that and and, and actually start putting um things like uh, en- enrollment limits, uh, cutoff points, uh, reminders to tell them to, to do the online work, mm. uh, telling them that they need to finish it before they come to the class and, and okay. so that they get the certificate at, at, at the end. So mm. we kind of tightened up on, on, on quite a few administrative things. Um, with the technical side, um, we have a terrific RA called Paul, uh, paul pan who uh, he's a blessing yes who's uh, who does everything for us and he's uh, he's, he's been a big help in, in suggesting all these things and to, to make sure that when we capture we, we capture a lot of people at the enrollment stage and he's been he's been instrumental in pushing them right through to to doing the online stuff and then coming coming to the workshop so he's, he's been very good at, 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 a, at a kind of um, gatekeeping and a follow-up fun- function person yeah
1: good for you that sounds yeah that, that sounds like major help but um yeah i'm i'm still wondering so what happens let's say i'm a sp- student on the spark and i don't complete my online materials i do some of them but then i leave the rest mm. what's so and then i show up for the class
3: uh it just means that you c- if you haven't done the online materials first you can't really contribute very meaningfully to to the problem solving task in the class um uh, whether it's concise writing or, or, or presentations, or, or even the, the critical reading one that, that I'm doing, if you haven't done the nitty gritty stuff beforehand, you're not going to really know what the, you know, what the what the focus is, what the objective is in uh, in the face-to-face classes. you know, just, you know, the, the same as like in the easy classes or CUe. If you haven't been to any of the CUe classes, how are you going to know what to write the task through? But then,
1: why would you want to waste that space? Why would you want to waste that? Class space. Why allow that student to come in the class?
3: Um, quite often we don't. Well, you, you, it's very difficult to control what students are, are or are not going to do. Okay. The only, the only thing is, is that we can reinforce the message from the beginning that if you're, if you're going to sign up, please um, be aware that you need to com- complete all parts. So, you know, this is this, this is to ensure uh, the most efficient use of resources for both the teacher and and other students.
1: I see. Louisa, is it the same for you? Or do they have to complete every bit before they come to your Spock face-to-face or Zoom session?
4: Well, they're expected to complete most of the online work. I think, um, I mean, the way to overcome this problem of uh, students not doing the online work before they come to the face-to-face session is we have to design the course in a way that the um, materials, the online materials and the in-class materials are very well integrated. So without the online Component, it's not possible for them to participate in the face to face session. Uh, Mm -hmm. So I think we have to emphasize this point to students uh, when they enroll in our SPOCs uh, that the online materials are uh, very important. They are essential. They are like building blocks here. So they they probably are more of receptive skills like reading um, and understanding. Uh, So in my case, that would be understanding the plot structure of um, a novel or short story so without which they cannot really come to produce a short story in the face-to-face session so i think um, probably we teachers when when we design these box uh, with a face-to-face and also an online component we have to think about the sequence of the tasks
1: yeah, so it's that, a very good advice mm-hmm. for anybody who wants to start a spark. I think the alignment between the online and the face to face materials yeah. sounds crucial critical
4: so, yeah I hope because we hope that students are intrinsically motivated to complete so it's they they don't feel like they're being forced to complete the online work it's not a punishment, so it must be something that they enjoy doing before or they they, they see the need uh for doing before they come to the face to face in order to get something meaningful for themselves yes daya
5: you were saying something i think the fact that they they came uh, by themselves to register and no one forced them is already a sign that they there's a need and that's one something they want to do whether they maybe they didn't turn up because of a certain reason but there there definitely is a need otherwise they wouldn't have registered in the first place right Yes.
1: So other than this, where students may not show up for the face-to-face or not complete the online component, have you faced any other challenge?
6: Uh, we also had a little bit of problems with different technical aspects. Because a Spock is not considered a full-on course, we can't register it with Moodle or different things like that. So therefore, students signing up for it have to go through a, like they sign up and then Paul, that we mentioned earlier, has to individually input them into the class instead of automatically set up through like a Moodle system because we don't have a class number or anything like that.
1: Are we talking about learning management systems here? And we are saying that the university learning management system, which is Moodle, is not fully compatible with the platform on which the Spock is offered. Is that what you're saying, Michael?
6: Um, yeah, similar to that because it's just not because we're not set up as a credit bearing course or something like that it doesn't fit the criteria to work on the system we have.
1: so where do we offer sparks where are they offered on which platform
5: we're using open edit. i see
1: oh thank you well that's a that's quite a familiar reputable name
5: though yes and uh we had some logistics problem where you know one spark would be there were like four or five classes, and then students name t- teachers could not manage their own classes and that needed to be sorted out mm-hmm. we did we did them and sorted them into different classes subclasses subgroups sort of like Moodle so that took some time but now we are getting getting the hang of it
2: would you would you recommend this as a learning platform then and what sorry well, could you just say the name of the learning platform again maybe? open edX open yeah. edX yeah. e Capital E, small D, and then capital X. Oh, okay, okay. And this is one of the kind of platforms that they use for MOOCs, is it? Or
1: yes, also, yes, also. Mm-hmm.
2: And um, and would you recommend it, or would you say there are? Uh, would you would you choose any other system instead, or do you think this is a, a system that people could use uh, readily for if they wanted to do something similar in their institution? Uh, we.
5: We were, we were working with the uh, IT, the technology we call Tally here in the university, uh, Technology Enrichment... Learning. Technology Enriched Learning Initiative. Yes, yeah. They have they have been using Open edX and they seem to be very uh, comfortable with it and they have designed MOOCs using that. So we were actually following whatever they had used. I'm not sure if there are other uh, things of other things available uh, out there. But if, if someone is using, has been using something and it was successful with the MOOCs, so why not try it out and use the same thing?
1: Oh, so the technological unit of Hong Kong U recommended Open edX to you? Yes. Okay. Thank you. Well, so it seems there are a couple of challenges, but also looks like your enrollment numbers are high. There is enough student motivation that there are... S- variety of spots and different things where students can go and enhance their skills and feel more confident about submitting their assignments would any of you like to add anything else before we thank you and let you go to enjoy a great evening
3: we're always looking for new spots uh we've invited uh other teachers in the center Mm -hmm. to come up with uh, things that they identify in class that students uh, mm-hmm. have weaknesses on um, things that are, uh, you know, we, we teach, you know, the, the basics of academic writing and we, but uh, I'm, I'm sure there's something we've left out. Um, so if, you know, we'd, we'd encourage other t- other teachers to, if they notice something that needs improvement to, to come and approach us and submit a proposal and some some plan, you yeah. uh-huh. know.
1: Can, uh, can uh, we find your Sparks anywhere? Do you have a website or something where we can go and look up your... SPOX?
3: Where can they find out more about it? Well, if they go to caes.hku.hk and at the top it says student support services and then you click on small private online courses SPOX and then you'll see uh, a a detail of each of the the current SPOX plus plus a couple of are in development and this is where students will be able to to enroll.
1: Wonderful. If any of the teachers out there have any ideas and they belong to the center. Well, send your ideas here yes. and to the team. Yeah,
3: yeah, we're thank we're, we're growing in in in, uh, in in bite sizes, but but you know it's 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 going in the right place.
1: Yeah, it's very sustainable growth. Well, thank you so much for appearing as a guest all together and for telling us more about your initiative and uh, the way you came up with your ideas. It's um, very motivating, quite inspiring. Colin, what would you like to say to them?
2: Um, I would say yes. I think um I, what i like about the Spox, as you said is that it it gives an opportunity to to try out new courses mm. uh and then see whether those courses um you know have a, a strong need and and then develop those courses further so i think it also it is a great opportunity for teachers um to to um you know uh, be creative and uh, come up with new mm. uh, new courses and input
3: yeah Students. also good for teachers as well who you know other teachers not just the teachers who created the SPOC, but but other other teachers who who are who are assigned a SPOC, and there's a chance for them to learn something different um you know just teach, teach something other, other than the than than Siri or or the audio or the it's you know it's a different um uh it's 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 one of the many uh, new initiatives and and projects that that teachers can get involved in buffet teaching versus
1: yeah yeah exactly <laughs>
3: the
2: alley car smorgasbord
1: (laughs) smorgasbord yes well thank you very much hope you have a great evening and thank you we'll see you in the office okay bye 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 bye
0: thanks for joining us for this episode of teachers lift as always we appreciate your support The Lift is a collaborative project made by teachers at the Center for Applied English Studies at the University of Hong Kong, Center for Language Education at the University of Science and Technology, and the English Language Center at the Hong Kong Polytechnic University. If you like this episode and you'd like to catch future episodes, be sure to subscribe on the podcasting app of your choice. We're also always grateful if you can like and subscribe on Facebook to help get the word out. We'll see you next time on The Teacher's Lift. Until then, have a great day.